Hi, everybody. What up? And we are back with the newest episode of Wrestling is Trash, the nonsensical podcast where we may want to book a territory. We might tell you, the wrestling fan, your ass stinks and you need to put deodorant on. Whatever we feel like talking about in the wrestling world, we do that. And today, we got the homie to the right of me. Oh, it's over. I'm always awkward at this. You guys already know, Lou from the 3X, two-thirds of the Trash Boys here live on episode 104. I think this is 104, right? 104 of uh, Wrestling is Trash. We got our special guest in the house. We're going to let him introduce himself. Yep. What's going on, guys? Phil here. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at PhillyMatt underscore. It, it should be right there, underneath there. And, well, you know... Well, nobody's going to see this, so spell it out. It's, it's not going to be seen, but yeah. Um, guys, you can follow me on those social media platforms. And guys, uh, you can also, uh, if you are ever so inclined, check out my podcast, Outside the Brain. It's on YouTube and Twitch tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be a great time, and you guys are going to want to enjoy uh, some of the uh, action that we got on going over there. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on and uh should be a good time we had to invite phil aka the little brother to everybody on wrestle talk right now uh we we uh we i actually got to chop it up with him and a bunch of other people on a live maybe about a week week and a half ago and it's a good kid very knowledgeable at the sport uh young dude too what how old are you again phil i'm, t- I'm 24 24 yeah. nice young- 24 but very very knowledgeable about the sport and if you see in the background there's my 15 year old say happy (laughs) my little ones but uh but yeah man phil's real knowledgeable about the sport and the reason why we invited him here today is because uh we both here on the show actually we stitched his video in the talking about what's that one match that you have to keep you have to go over at least once a year, maybe more than once a year. So Lou decided, yo, let's talk about that, but let's give three matches. So I hope okay. you're ready for three once we get there, Phil. But we're going to bring up three matches according to what Lou demanded. And I know Lou is prepared. He's got the notes down there and all that. But before we before we get to that, man, like what led, what led you into your love of professional wrestling? So... It's a crazy journey for me because at the start of it all, I started watching in 2008, 2009, around that range. I know, again, I'm a youngin', so I didn't really get to experience the whole attitude era, ruthless aggression, or stuff like that. But I started around that time because my grandfather introduced me to it. And then slowly after um, me just getting into professional wrestling and everything like that, he passed away in 2010. And then at that point in time, I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm not going to stop watching just because he's no longer here with me anymore. I'm going to continue this and then we will uh, see where things go from there. And I've been watching it ever since. It's a crazy journey, but I'm a, it's a very proud one, to say the least, because now I've been watching this thing for over 10 plus years and I couldn't be more proud to 
be a wrestling fan. There are definitely some times where we are toxic as hell, but <laughs> but if you find the good ones out there, then you're set. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. And my bad, Lou. I just wanted to add on to just great way to honor your grandfather and continue. Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think um I think most of us kind of have uh, um kind of like that similar journey, whether either we found it uh, for me, I, we, I was thrown in front of the TV when I was younger. And that's just, you know, it was on network television at the time. We only had, I don't want to sound that old, but when I was younger, I only had about eight channels maybe because we didn't have cable at my house. So we had, uh, you know, channel two, four, we had two, four, five, seven, nine and 11. So that was basically yep. it. Then channel 13 is your public service and, Channel 31 for Video Music Box. That was it for me. So, uh, you know, I'd have superstars on Saturday morning and I tended to gravitate towards that. But I think we all kind of have that journey. What I wanted to ask you was, um, how do you find, because this is something for me that was was, uh, always a thing as I was like growing up and being a fan of wrestling. How do you find like general public, like regular non-wrestling fan people how do they kind of treat you as far as like when you bring up wrestling? Because I see you got a pretty big following on TikTok. So that must be like a, you know, you must spend a, a decent amount of time on there because you have a pretty good following. So um, how do like I'm trying to word this correctly? How do you find like regular people who don't deal with wrestling? How do they tend to like kind of take the fact that you're such a big wrestling fan? At first, when I, you know, tried to express to people that I, what that I loved professional wrestling. I got bullied to crap as a kid. Like, like it, it was just a thing that happened, um, mainly because it was just kind of out of the norm to like something like that. But then all of a sudden, once I actually met some friends back in like middle school and everything like that who actually liked the same thing, I'm like, well, then these are my people, right? So, like, I, I obviously uh, stayed with them and we always just talked about and everything like that once I found that type of a group of friendship and everything like that it was set for me I didn't really care what other people thought of how you know like if I like professional wrestling or not I stayed with them and I've been doing the whole TikTok thing for about maybe two two and a half years up until this point I started pretty much in 2020 because we really didn't have much to do (laughs) so yeah I'm like well Oh, I, I, and here's the thing. I promised myself I was never going to start a TikTok. I promised us I, I, I'll be a watcher and that's it. <laughs> I, 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 think most, I think most of us old heads probably had those same thoughts too. But yeah. <laughs> with, again, I have, I have a now 15 year old as of today. When she was 13, 14, she'd just be in her phone just like this, just watching watch it and then start showing me stuff and right. and then she just started showing me shit to these levels of all right i can't just sit back and not laugh because i love anything that's funny i love stupid humor i love watching people fall off of shit get hurt and and tiktok has an abundance of that and right. she and she put me on to all of that so i was like all right you know what let me make an account so i did i made an account and I was just watching. And then that just watching was like for like a week. Because then I was like, nah, you know what? 
I can utilize this in pushing the name of the Starting Five podcast out there. And then through the Starting Five podcast, once we really got serious with Wrestling is Trash, then I started cutting and putting our promos through my page on there. And then it's just, again, the interacting. I love interacting with new people. Exactly. And that's where, like, the, the Wrestle Talk community as a whole, like, I love it. I kind of personally stay out of the negative shit. Like, I, I said, when we did the Wrestle Talk episode, I think, two or three weeks ago, um, I had mentioned I only have one account blocked. And it's a, it seems like a pretty popular podcast. But when you're talking wrestling and you can only talk about WWE, I just got to like, I didn't need to hear your shit. And every okay, video yeah. from that person was just like, bash AEW, AEW can't do this, AEW can't do that. AEW. That's why when that woman made the post yesterday, it wasn't it Wheezy, I think it was, who yep. just like started a fight. And I was like, yo, stop expecting 40, 50, 60 year old company stuff out of a three year old company. And Lou knows I've been preaching that forever. Yeah. I've been okay. preaching that forever. And so maybe that's like the one slight on. Wrestle the wrestle talk community, but all in all, man, like, like I said, I got to I got to meet you. I got you know, uh, shout out to Wreck by Wrestling, who's he's going to yeah. some things right now. He'll be back, but that kid is a big, big proponent proponent for helping push other people up so we can all join lives together, stuff like that. You know, Husky Rhodes, another great dude, uh. Uh, Hambone, another great dude. The um um T Wall, he who always bigs up uh um 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 what's his name Norman Smiley. Like yeah, uh, uh, there's so many dope people on there. Yeah. And before we even really knew what Wrestle Talk was, uh, shout outs to Nick who's not here tonight. He brought Malik on. No, okay. Yes, and I'm 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 sure he don't remember because he probably fell asleep. Narcolepsy boy, pardon the joke, but but he's done episodes with us before. Like right. He's done episodes, a few of them. Last one he did was I think a pay per view preview with uh with Nick alone, but he did episodes with me, the originator of uh, wrestling is trash, B Rob, who's uh, he's moved on to a different show, but he comes in when he can, and you know yeah, like I now like I said, you're one of the second. I would say out of Wrestle Talk here. I plan on inviting more of the people that we've done lives with and stuff like that. But Wrestle Talk as a whole, I think to me, is one of the more positive places on the internet for wrestling. Yeah. Would if you, like if anybody hated TikTok, it was me. I was Mr. I was Mr. Fuck TikTok. I don't understand yeah. this shit. Why are there people dancing? to three second videos i don't get this i don't understand it so i made an account because these guys kept sending tiktoks and it got to the point where like i would click on it and it wouldn't let me open it until i downloaded the app so it was like i was i, I might as well just make an account so i made an account with like no picture or anything like that just to watch the videos but then as i kept watching more and more videos and i kind of started gravitating towards the things that i like i wanted to see I kind of started noticing that, hey, man, you know what? The shit is actually, like, kind of cool. Like, the people here are a little more, like, you get more love on TikTok, I think, than anywhere else. Because I'm a Twitter guy, and Twitter sucks. Twitter is a cesspool. It's a toxic community, and you just don't ever really want to be a part of it. Uh, Like, there's really, I I find, like, no positivity 
on Twitter at all. Um, but like when it comes to TikTok and everything like that, the whole Russell Talk community, and this is what I love about everybody here because at the end of the day, we all just want to help each other succeed and no matter what the heck we're doing. Like we always love seeing each other brought up and nobody tries to bring each other down unless, you know, we hold ourselves accountable and we hold other people accountable because I mean, some of the stuff that we say could be either just off the cuff and we just don't even realize that like we're just getting too heated or for whatever reason. Um, but Russell Talk, like the whole thing, I didn't even know Russell Talk was a thing at first. And then once I kind of just scrolled through and everything like that, I found narcolepsy. I found Malika that he was like one of my first ever like Russell Talk creators that I actually got to notice. And I'm like, wait a second, if there's this one person doing TikToks about professional wrestling, there has to be others. There has to be like, he just can't be the first one. And then I'm like, I know a lot of stuff about professional wrestling. And I've been doing content creation for pretty much ever since I started watching. So what makes me think that I can't do this? So then I started. started. And then once I found Narco, I found Axel. I don't know if you guys know Axel, Axel Guzman, 1017. Uh, so found him. Then I obviously found uh, I found pretty much everybody that I know now, and and it's a good community. It's a grateful community because I think we all love and respect each other, and that's the thing I love about it the most. Yeah, sure. yeah. I know a bunch of people started following me because I started. I started like same thing. I started to see people doing wrestling takes and i'm like yo like i know my shit like i just say i'll just say like that i know my shit and i i started to see a pattern of how people you know everybody for the most part because it is a younger space so people like yourself people like our boy nick and others you grew up in the time where wwe was it was that so i looked at it from the standpoint of why don't I lend my 42-year-old self to adding on to some of the older stuff while still paying respect to the newer stuff and right. letting people know stuff from the, yo, it's okay to like both. Like, we just did an episode on tribalism. And it's okay. If you love the sport of professional wrestling, it's okay to like the sports entertaining side because it is a part of it. And then... Me being the asshole that I am, let's keep it real. All sports are sports entertainment. Yes. <laughs> all sports yeah. are sports yeah. entertainment. Right. And and I see that also, just a side note real quick, you are a football guy too. Baltimore yeah. Ravens fan. So is that because you live in the area or? I live. <laughs> or is it like my sister? Uh, my sister liked the Ravens because they were the color purple. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't that. Um, me being a Ravens fan, it, it, that's kind of a crazy situation and story too. Um, so obviously, the friends that I, I got into with like middle school and everything like that, who liked wrestling, they were also into football. And I could never get into their football, con- like football like conversations, because I just never really gravitated towards the team. I obviously knew what the NFL was, but I just never gravitated towards the team. So I'm like, guys, I'm like, listen, 
I need to get involved in your conversations because you guys with like your knowledge and everything for football, it, it's top notch. So how do I get into this? And then they're like, well, it's Friday. We're all going back to like my house anyway. So just come back to my house. We'll sit, we'll pretty much sit down and we'll hash out like different teams that like we can possibly get you into. And we were just going through all the divisions. I didn't really like anything up until the Baltimore Ravens came along. And of course, the first year that I actually watched the Ravens religiously was the year that they won Super Bowl 47. I, of course. Right? Of course. <laughs> of course. So I'm like, well, shit, this is a great ass team. We just won the Super Bowl. We're, we're, we're doing the dang thing. And then obviously we haven't won since then, but we're, we're, we're trying to get there. Um, but yeah, it, it's a, it was kind of just a crazy journey. It, it, I just wanted to talk football with friends. And that's then, like, yeah, Phil. Ravens. But that's, that's like super interesting. But how did you actually end up picking the Ravens? You just and like, we honestly just went through everybody. Okay. Yeah, because you uh, said you were, you guys were going through teams and then the Ravens came up. But like, how did you actually end up like, why did you stop on them? Right. It's like a spin the wheel type shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, why did you actually pick the Ravens? Or you were just like, I'm picking the Ravens. You know what? It, it's an interesting kind of aspect because when we were going through all the divisions and everything like that and the players in those like settings and everything like that, it just didn't really seem like any of the players gravitated towards me until I found like, because we were also watching highlights of these players too. We weren't just saying, hey, this is this guy yeah. and that's yeah. it. Um the Ravens defense at that time with Ray Lewis and like everybody like that, like those people gravitated towards me because of the intensity that they had on the field. And they just it, playing like a Raven. That's what their whole thing was. And that just made sense to me and the way that, you know, I kind of wanted to operate as a football fan. So yeah, it kind of just, no, definitely. And they, they definitely have that's one of the what I was looking for. Because it's just it's just an interesting that's it's just interesting to me that's how you found um a, your team. Because that's not right. that's not like a regular thing you hear. Like you'll hear like, oh, I grew up in Wisconsin, I love cheese, so I like the Packers. Like that's and, usually you know, I was born I'm in, in Connecticut. New York, I'm in the Bronx. I'm in Connecticut, so, so I don't fan. have like really a team in my state. Of course, there's yeah. like the Patriots and oh, everything like that with the Giants and you're Jets close. and all that you're stuff. But like, it, it's it's Maryland. It, it's not that far away. And then people yeah. look at me like I'm crazy. Like, why are you a fan of some team in Maryland? I'm like, well, it, it's not that out of the norm. Phil, I'm I'm yeah. in Staten I'm in Staten Island, and I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And and see now I didn't I didn't spin I didn't spin the wheel. It was yeah. holy shit. Reggie White is a bad motherfucker. And then look at and then look at Randall Cunningham. Yeah, that's my squad. See, and then the started. Uh, but see, also too, what you we are of the era of the starter jacket, and okay. the starter jackets was everything. And that Eagle starter jacket that I had back then, it was the Kelly green with swoop with the wings all the way out. Right. That was one of the hardest jackets, and it was so crazy. People knew me just because of the starter jacket. So okay. it's like that just kind of added to it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was born in New York. I'm from the Bronx originally, and I've, okay. I've just always been a Giants fan. And it's funny, all three of us kind of like defense is what caught us because I was watching a Giants. Out my So my dad, one of the few memories I have of him, he was watching a football game. I had no idea what football was. I'm not very athletic. I've never been a sports player, but I just saw him watching this. And uh, I don't want to say it was the exact game because my memory is a little hazy from it, but I just was watching Lawrence Taylor annihilate another team. He was just by himself. Yeah. And I was just <laughs> watching it and I was just, I, I couldn't fucking believe what I was watching. And I just started like getting more and more into, fo- into football through it. And then, you know, my favorite color is blue, the blue jerseys. It was just like a match made in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh- when it comes to me and just, you know, the entire sports realm, whether that be wrestling or whether that be football or just honestly anything when it comes to sports, I've had very interesting journeys to get to where I am for fandom today because it just, it's not that I wasn't like allowed to watch sports or anything like that. At first, I wasn't even allowed to watch wrestling until I'm like, well, I, I, I need to watch something because like I, I need to at least get some kind of friend group. So that's when my obvious, that's when my grandfather said, listen, we're going to sit you down. We're going to see what you think. And then there we go. The rest is history. But that's cool. it's just an interesting journey for sure. And then WrestleTonic, when it came to that, I'm like, yeah, these are my people. These are my people. These guys got me out of my shell, honestly, when it comes to actually talking to wrestling fans. Because, like, normally we don't have, like, wrestling conversations with like my actual friend circle here. But these guys and the girls and just pretty much everybody here. Like Yeah, definitely. It's every day. And to get us back on, on wrestling real quick. Uh just one piece of news before we get into the main topic. Okay. W it is reported, you know, sources say we're not trying to be the breaking news of Wrestle talk, you know, there's people who do that, yeah. but uh, <laughs> it's word that the WWE is looking to strike a deal with Netflix to get on Netflix. Um, I know we shared, we shared, I shared it earlier today in our wrestling group chat. Lou felt the way I brought along the perspective of you know what, it actually makes sense because not everybody pays for the cock, and if you're like me. I don't have USA with my cable, so okay. I don't watch Raw, but I know I, I pay for Peacock, so I could go if I really wanted to go back and watch Raw. I can go to the network, watch the Raw, whatever they upload it. I could go back and watch whatever, but there's people out there who, you know, Netflix is damn near in everybody's household. Right, So yeah. what a what a great way to broaden the reach if this happens. But it's all a wait and see game. It's just a short conversation of the reports. What do y'all think about this? I never even seen that. So that's interesting to me. Um, I, like you said, it broadens, you know, the horizons when it comes to like, you know, uh, audience retention and everything like that. Because, you know, sometimes people's retention. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it. it when it comes to that whole thing, obviously with Netflix and everything like that, you can possibly be watching the whole Raw, SmackDown, or whatever they really got going on. 
hopefully, I mean, obviously Netflix has commercials and all that stuff, but like it's not too out of the realm to have something like that. So getting another streaming service for WWE products, I'm down for it. It's just the thing is like, how are they really going to implement that? How, like, where are we going to be able to find it? Is there going to be like sections like the Peacock or whatever? Like, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I never yeah, even knew that. That's cool. The thing is with that article, with that article, it was a uh, so it was a um, it was a conference call with the stockholders, and oh, okay. Nick Khan said there are several suitors out there for WWE. Netflix being one of them, because Netflix is looking to get into live um, streaming. Like, they want to start getting into live streaming. And I think it said in that same article that they've struck a deal with F1, Formula Racing. So okay. they're they're kind of starting with that. And I think they want to make, like, a big streaming deal. So now, the thing with me is that this is huge if it's true. Because, yeah. like, if, if, if they're going to go to Netflix and... They're gonna live stream it. So are they not gonna be on TV anymore? Like are they just gonna be off of cable television and they're just gonna stream exclusively on Netflix? Because if they're doing that, that's gonna change like believe it or not, that's gonna change a lot of shit. Cause yeah. it does it's gonna bring a lot of eyes to Netflix. And there's a lot of people who fucking watch wrestling. You see you see the number, they're at two million a week. So it's a lot of people. And um if they're going to just do a thing with Peacock where they just have, you know, the pay-per-views and they have their content on there, you know, that's that's fine. But if they're talking about live streaming, live sport, sports events, and they want to show like Raw and SmackDown every week, that's, that's going to be a big deal. I mean, I don't know if they could do Raw and SmackDown because Fox, I don't know how long they have SmackDown for, but um, right. that would be a really, really big deal if Netflix were to pull well, that off. They're, they struck a five-year deal with the cop, so they yeah. they still got they still have I think at least what it it's at least almost two years old now, right? WWE yeah. loves the cock. <laughs> they do. It is, it's definitely almost two years oldish now. I think I it's mean, definitely. I, I I think it would have to be up around 2027, 2028, around that mm -hmm. time period. Yeah, yeah. somewhere, somewhere like around that. that. Yeah. So and and then too. It's a good thing to think about uh, for them because of the numbers of complaints that uh, customers have given, you know, especially with like like delays with the pay per views. Oh, Peacock, or, is, ter or, Peacock or, is terrible. Yeah. I, so, interesting story. I was trying, I always go back to watch older pay per views of the pay per views that we are currently on right now. So, when we were doing SummerSlam and like the build up to SummerSlam, I wanted to watch an older SummerSlam. I'm like, all right, I picked my SummerSlam. I want to watch it. Let's do this thing. Every single time I click on that, <laughs> that SummerSlam, crash, crash. Every yeah. single time, no matter what time of day it was, no matter if I even tried to like scroll through to like a certain match or whatever and click on the certain match, nope. still crash, crash city. And I'm like, what? What can I do? What What do you want me to do? Because because I'm like I want to watch this. I want to actually enjoy your products that you're giving out to me, and I can't do that. And so. this was the problem. This was the problem from when they ported over from their own network, which Bro. was perfect. 
that network was it was absolutely so perfect. Good. <laughs> the WWE network, you have like actual timestamps, like all right, I want to want yeah. a specific match on a pay-per-view. Yeah. You go yep. there and you do it. You put you on like you put on like that four hour WrestleMania and you'd be like, Nope, I wanna watch Rob Van Dam in the ladder match, and you just scroll over, you click on it, and that shit would play from right there. It was it perfect. might give you a commercial a little bit, it Peacock, might give that, but that's it. Now on Peacock, you can't do that. You legitimately have to go through the show and say, All right, when the hell did this match actually happen on the show? And yeah. then you have to just and, be lucky to find it. The worst part about it for me was is there's actually less content on there than there was on yep. the WWE. Easily. Easily. A lot, a lot of the territory stuff, because they had a lot of territory stuff gone. It's just yep. not there. Like I, I like I like going back on there and watching uh the Smoky Mountain stuff. Okay. It seems like there's like two episodes. But yep. I always now personally, I do kind of always go back to watching. The gangsters premiere and come out on Smoky Mountain. You know, when Jim Cornette told them just go out there and just beat up a couple white people and then just talk how talk however you wanted. And that was the I like to give a shout out to my homeboy OJ Simpson. Keep up the good work. Two less we gotta worry about. I like to say shout outs to Snoop Dogg. You're innocent, like he was going, he was going right, yeah. but I, I wanted to dig for more in Smoky Mountain. There isn't as much. You no. know, like even on that same episode, you get to see young Chris Jericho and Lance Storm tag teaming. Um, you got to see from other territories, even older wrestling and older wrestlers. That is, it, it was all but lost. But, you know, big ups to the UK who was fortunate enough to still have the OG network. So if y'all got VPNs, use them bitches. Yeah. <laughs> one day, one day when we get sponsored, that'll be one of our commercials. Download ExpressVPN and you can watch the original WWE Network in its wonderful full glory. We'll, we'll get there one day. We'll get there one day. But we're going to get there because we're talking about wanting to watch old matches. Once again, Phil presented the Stitch This question on TikTok. What's that one match that you must go back and watch? But like we always do here to flesh it out and make it a full conversation. Lou said we're doing three. Okay. So, Phil, if you got three, you're the guest. You go first. Two of them are from WrestleMania, and one of them is technically a trilogy because I love the way that Triple H did this in NXT. Um the NXT trilogy that I'm talking about is obviously the Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa stuff. That, to me, and I even said that on my video there, it has to be mentioned because everything that Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa did in that rivalry was top-notch from their beginnings of DIY. Well, really, not even that. From their Cruiserweight Classic to getting to DIY to doing all the stuff there and their singles run. It was just a top-notch rivalry, and every match that they had was meaningful, memorable, and it really showed that professional wrestling could be at the upfront of what we watch on a daily basis. The two WrestleMania matches I always go back to, though, both of them involving my favorite superstar of all time, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. Sorry. <laughs> 
Bret Hart guy? Absolutely. I, I, I like Bret Hart too, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it's Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair at WrestleMania 24. The whole I'm sorry, I love you thing, that's just a legend moment, and it just goes down in history. I actually then, just watched it the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, And then WrestleMania 25, the Undertaker match. Of course, that, that match, to me, and, I mean, there could definitely be debates because, I mean, everybody has their own favorite WrestleMania match of all time. That, to me, is mine. Um, I think WrestleMania 26 had the better, you know, uh, story heading into WrestleMania 26 and everything like that. But to me, the better wrestling match and, like, just the overall era of it was 25 for me. But, yeah, those are my three matches that I always gravitate towards, not only just because I'm a Shawn Michaels fan, but it, those just matches, they, like, scream to me, like, this is professional wrestling at its finest. Well, professional yeah. wrestling at its finest, and I'll save you for last, Lou. Um Eddie Kingston, listening to him in an interview, yes. mentioned this match, Masawa versus Kawada. And when somebody in the business kind of says, and understanding, I understand who Eddie Kingston is over the years, getting to know him. Me personally got to know him from NWA and then seeing him in e, uh, AEW, then going back further and seeing some of his older stuff to get to know him even more. I know he knows this shit. He Mark. said this was the greatest match ever in wrestling history, period. Go watch this match. Okay. It's 40 plus minutes. It's 40 minutes of per perfect storytelling, perfect match pacing. It wasn't your it wasn't your flip-flop and fly that you get nowadays. Every single move meant something. Yeah. The the crowd emotion was just holy shit. I get why this can be perceived as the greatest match ever. Like I it was it's a no it, I I get it. I get it. I get it. I implore everybody to go watch that match. Um I I shit Another match I, I, I throw in there, because when I post it up, I had to say it. I always have to watch my GOAT in Hayabusa versus Onita exploding barbed wire cage match. I have to watch that. Another match of just, like, holy, they beat the piss out of each other. And to see the finish done properly, what Moxley... And Omega tried to pull off in the exploding sparkler match that had me just yeah. laughing at the end of that pay-per-view. This was how they tried to, this is what they tried to pull off in Hayabusa Onita's exploding barbed wire match. That's another one of those that I always, always, always have to go back to. And then I I, I thought I had a match. I did have a match because when you mentioned uh, Gargano Ciampa, I that was honorable mention for me. Their last man standing match. I okay. kind of got onto it late. But yeah. Watching that match was another piece of perfection. Yeah. Like, and I haven't and I haven't seen perfection pulled off like that in the WWE 
F product and I couldn't tell you how long. I could not tell you how long it's been since I've seen something that perfect. The right person won. The way the finish ended with Champa locked up on the freaking, like on one of the Tron poles or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. it was just a perfect match, hands down. But I have to go with just WrestleMania 4. It's my favorite WrestleMania, period, because it was a night long tournament with Macho Man capping off as the winner. So if I it's sorry I didn't pick one match. It's just the WrestleMania 4 pay-per-view is one of those that even if I don't sit through all of it, I got to at least get to certain points, but especially watching Macho Man finish the deal. It sucked that they had to pull in help from um Hulk Hogan and all of that shit, which wasn't necessary, but it was just I, to me it was one of the best pay-per-views Still my favorite pay-per-view because I remember exactly where I was when I seen it live and all that stuff. So, yeah. Lou? So, um, for me, I have uh, I have three and I have one honorable mention. But, like, when, when I was making up this list real quick, it's like it, I wasn't putting my favorite matches on here. But these are matches. These matches for me, they're almost, they're almost like comfort food. Like, if I'm bored and i just have time to kill and i'm like you know what i'm gonna fucking watch this again and i'll throw these on because it's almost like it's, it's almost like a uh, like a stress relief to to kind of go back to something you're so comfortable and you enjoy so much but um i'll throw my first one as an honorable mention because it's a very recent match and it's a match that i've talked about on this show and other shows about a million times that people are sick of me talking about this match but uh, Serena D versus Riho from uh, the Double or Nothing buy-in from 2021. This pay-per-view was the pay-per-view where they had their fans back from the first time after pandemic. And Riho and Serena D was the first match of the night. So those were the first two wrestlers that the fans saw. And just the energy of that match, the energy of Riho coming out and her music hitting and the fans going crazy and you know, uh, and the match that those two women had was, it's just fucking phenomenal. It's, it's one of my favorite women's matches. It's, it's like top three and it's a very recent match. It was on a buy-in. I know it wasn't really for anything. I mean, the NWA woman's title was on the line, but, um, I just love that match so much. Um, but that's an honorable mention. Um, so for number three, I'm kind of going to cheat here and I'm just going to say Royal Rumbles. But I actually chose um, 2002's Royal Rumble. Uh, Triple H won that Royal Rumble. Him and Kurt Angle were the last ones in the ring. Um, a lot of people rem remember that Royal Rumble because Maven eliminated The Undertaker. And uh, a, a big evil Undertaker, actually. And uh, yeah. everyone in the crowd, when Maven eliminated him, they were like, oh, shit. This guy is going <laughs> to fucking murder you, bro. The look on Undertaker's face when he got eliminated by Maven is just one of the it's one of the greatest moments ever for me. Um, my number two is a match that I, I think I've watched this match like a hundred times, and it is uh, Chris Benoit versus Triple H versus Shawn Michaels for the WWE World Heavyweight Title. Um, yes, right. that match is just outstanding. You want to talk about wrestling? They yeah. wrestled their ass off that match. And I know Benoit's a sore subject for a lot of people, but <clears throat> when it comes to that on this show, we kind of like, I don't want to say put that to the side because you can't really put something like that to the side, but we tend As to just... As a wrestler, the man is great. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, like, 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 like that just has to be said. Yeah, we but, just talk about him yeah. as a wrestler here. But yeah, as the others, but the other side though, over the years, there's been a lot of cause for debate about the whole situation. And right, like, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's still, it's still, he's an asshole for what he did oh, because yeah. that's what's still out there. But CTE is real, and I'll just oh, leave yeah. that at that. Yeah, and it's just yeah. it, right. That is a topic for another day. Yeah, but, but no, as a wrestler, a hundred percent agree with you on that. Saying that he was one of like when I think there are other people that you can talk about when it comes to technical wrestling, but he, but he has to be in the conversation at least in some point or, or at least some kind of shape because the man was great at what he did in that yeah, ring. Yeah. Right, this yeah. is like we're not we're not forgetting Reggie Bush one. That uh, Heisman Trophy, and yeah. like that's kind of that's kind of what it is. We gotta compartmentalize, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, we can still call him asshole, but Chris one of Chris Benoit, greatest. yeah, Chris Benoit was just a fucking tremendous, tremendous. So my favorite wrestler of all time is Eddie Guerrero, and the, and and part of why I picked this match as my second one is because at the end, Eddie Guerrero, you know, comes out and they celebrate together, holding the titles up with the fucking confetti and Jim Ross lost his voice from all the screaming on. It's just, that moment is just tremendous. The fact that it's like erased from history is, you know, I understand, but it's just, it's terrible because that match is just so great. And it's just so like hampered now by the whole thing. It's just, it's sad. But um, my number one, is the match that I stitched, which is uh, Mike Awesome versus Matsato Tanaka, ECW One Night Stand 2005. Listen, if anybody's listening to this shit and they've never seen, they're not familiar with ECW, they may not like ECW, whatever. I urge you, if you don't want to go to the cock and deal with the bad streaming, you can go to Daily Motion. It's on there. You can just watch the match uninterrupted. That is a, I think I'm, I must have watched this match like a hundred times. And it's not, it's not, a, I, I don't know why I love it so much. It's not a technical match. It's not, the the ending is ridiculous in every way possible. Um, but it, and, and knowing now, speaking of CTE, what we know about chair shots, um, some of the yeah. chair shots that that Tanaka takes in this match is just absurd. Like you, you it's it's hard to watch if you're. I, I, I've sensitive. seen it before. The first time I watched it, it was very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. So yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> there's no padding. There's no padding on those chairs, bro. It's just it's just chair to skull. But the ridiculousness of that match and the things that we're doing, the 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 sense of danger in that match. There's a spot in that match. That I know how the match is going to go. I know they both, and well, obviously Mike Awesome's no longer with us, but they both, after that match, were fine. But there's a spot in that match where Mike Awesome takes Tanaka on the top rope, and there's a broken table on the ground. And he, from the top rope, backwards, power bombs him through the remnants of the table. If you watch that match as many times as I have, you'll notice that the, the that thin metal railing that's on the side of those tables is sticking straight up. Yeah, and uh, he I, basically I saw that at one point. he power bombs him. I mean, inches. <laughs> he could have gotten impaled by that shit. Yeah, and there's no way. It's pure luck that he didn't. Well, so, that just again. reminded me, Lou, real quick. I just watched maybe two weeks ago a death match where they had a board of scissors. 
and and the finish was the dude got slammed on the freaking scissors. See, and this is the thing too. Like, I don't even like that that kind of shit anymore. Like, look, I'm old, bro. I used to yeah, watch yeah. really I horrible never, shit, and I can't yeah. anymore. I can't. I never gravitated towards deathmatch wrestling. I I I, I don't get. I don't get the hype of it, honestly. And and the thing is, I know GCW is a thing, and I know they're doing their own thing. And honestly, I watch one GCW pay per view, and that's it. That's all I'm gonna be watching because I. That's me. It, it, it just it didn't gravitate towards me. It it looked like they were just trying too hard to be ECW when they know that they can't. And. Yeah. I can can respect what they're doing, and I know that there's a bunch of young kids now who are coming up on GCW, and they love it. I know that there's a market, but I know there's bloodthirsty fans. I know that there's a market for it. I'm not saying they should get rid of deathmatch wrestling or anything like that, because I I don't think they should. Because these guys genuinely love doing it. Like, they love going there. And I I don't ever want to take their, like, like... They bust their ass for those fans, and, and I give them all the credit in the world for that. Like, I don't want to take any credit away from guys like uh, uh, MGK, uh, Nick Gage. I, I don't want to take any credit away from that guy, especially because that, that's the one that actually kind of gravitated towards me, if anything. If there was one guy that gravitated towards me on that entire show, it was Gage. Well, his, uh, his dark side of the ring. His dark side of the ring kind of helped. Yeah, that yeah. shit yeah. really. I watched that um, and I just, I, I it's crazy. But yeah, but it, not it, to it, stay it. on deathmatch though. But I'm a yeah. guy who happens to like it. I and I gravitated towards it because of ECW, because of yeah. seeing Sabu freaking wrap his arm around with freaking barbed wire and clothesline and Terry Funk, and then also had a match. Same, I think same match. Got caught on the barbed wire. A chunk of his arm ripped off. You know what the motherfucker did? Took some tape, wrapped it around the bitch, kept going. Didn't yeah. Sabu? Didn't Sabu <laughs> in a match? Didn't he glue his um his quad or some shit like that? He slices his quad open in a match, and uh, I think Bill Alfonso hands him glue. Crazy, glue. like crazy, yeah, glue. crazy glue, and he That's- fucking crazy glues up the wound and continues the match. Like ECW was just school. another monster, bro. Like GCW could never, never, never. No, shout out to them. The first time, the first time I ever actually really got introduced to a deathmatch wrestler, and of course it has to be AEW that did this, but when Nick Gage faced Chris Jericho in that deathmatch or whatever, um, that was the first time I saw Nick Gage. That was the first time I ever heard the name of the guy, and that was honestly the first time I ever saw this deathmatch wrestling type genre. And I'm like, interesting, but AEW does things very differently compared to what this is most likely really what it's about. So... I just looked up a random Nick Gage death match, and I'm like, yeah, nah, AEW went, they, they did some crazy stuff, but death match wrestling, that, that was way more tame than what it really could be. Well, if you, if you want to see untamed, there's a guy I just watched recently uh, that I've heard of for a little while. Uh, he goes by, cra- he called, they call him a crazy monkey. I think his name is Jun Kasai. 
I heard of him. You see an image of this guy's body, and yeah. it's just like holy shit. And yeah. I and I and I'm a person who like I, I grew up on deathmatch wrestling because of I was going out to find tapes and stuff. Like I actually got the VHS in my house now. Of um, I had a bunch of them like Big Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, one of them is best best of death matches. That's the tape that I I seen uh recently. But I'm gonna show y'all. I, I'm not sh- screen sharing it in here. I'm gonna show y'all here. That's his face. That's how he looks. Look at his fucking body. Yeah, it's some of these Mangled. guys, man. Tanaka but, Tanaka has these weird like oh, yeah. on He's his got arms scars. and shoulders. He has yeah. these weird, like almost like they look almost like burns or growths or something from like just wounds and it's like dude I just, again you know, i respect that how you're giving your body but what made you really think like yeah i'm just gonna i i'm just gonna be a part of that type of genre it, some people have high thresholds of pain yeah some people they just love that sh- those dudes that do that shit like they love it like you said you watched one gcw <laughs> I had the same experience because I watched that pay-per-view last year, I think, where um, the Briscoes were wrestling, uh, I think it was Nick Gage and whoever his partner was. I don't even remember. Um, And that pay-per-view was a clusterfuck, bro. There was so much going on that I was just, like, I enjoyed it at first. Like, I liked the Ninja Mac. I liked the dude. I don't know his name. The dude who was smoking a joint and did a shooting star press with a joint in his mouth. I thought that shit was hilarious. I was enjoying that kind of stuff. Um, but then it just got like, it, it just wasn't a very good show. I think they tried to cram too much into like too little of a time. Um, and I just never watched their, sh- their show again. I just wasn't nothing about it. Made me want to go back to it. So I don't know. I know there's people who love it, but it's just not for me. I feel you. I, I want to go to one of the shows because they're, they do them right at the showboat. Which, oh, that, you know, the energy must be crazy. Yeah. yeah hell yeah. They do them right. I, and I see my man, Chris is live. He looked like he was there at the show with the Cardonas just like just in blood. I don't know what happened. But um the last thing we'll wrap real real quick, real, real brief. The hottest thing that's been going on on the internet because we're talking GCW real briefly was Moxley kissing Effie. Effie, yeah. And it was and it wasn't like a little peck. Like he held no. on for a minute. Yeah, gave I had I had zero issue with it because I one I homophobe is not me anymore. Maybe pre twenty year old when we was in a different time. Yeah, don't touch my ass. You could be gay around me. That's cool. Don't touch my ass. But now I don't give a fuck. People live your life, and yeah. to have seen that as like, I'm sure his wife definitely was like, oh, I can't wait till you get home. Cause he, she probably put it on him. <laughs> Name probably smoking on him. <laughs> That's, you know what I'm saying? But like, to be honest, like, yo, like, yo, it was a moment of yo, all you homophobes, shut the fuck up. And we all know how Moxie's character is out there. That felt like what that was from him. For right. All you homophobes, I dare you to say something. To, me. to be honest, I never even knew it fucking happened. Because, again, I don't watch that show. So yeah. what did I even see? And then all of a sudden I saw, like, something on my For You page, uh, like, and it showed it. I'm like, 
I mean, that's just John Moxley. I, 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 that to me just like screamed like whatever John Moxley would do. Um, and I know, I mean, I know who Effie is. I know like what he was about and everything like that. So that match, it, cool. Um, but like, it's 2022. It, it, we really shouldn't be getting like, you know, this crazy about something, especially about a spot in pro wrestling, whatever it was. I, I don't even know really the context of the whole thing, what made that, you know, thing happen. But people, they get too, they over criticize a lot when it comes to pro wrestling. I think that's just one of them. Um, it, it, it's not, it wasn't even that, like, <laughs> It's a big deal because I'm like I, I guess I I know a lot of people never really expected that, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. look. So what, again, what's there to get like butthurt about? Again, I'm a Twitter guy. Unfortunately, for better or worse. So again, I, I don't watch GCW, and we talked about yeah. this in the group chat where I saw a tweet that um, John Moxley was challenging Nick Gage for title versus career. And when yeah. I saw that, I was like, okay, I don't fuck with GCW like that, but I want to watch that. And I thought it was this right. weekend. So I was like in the group chat, like, yo, this is because our, our 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 dad, Rob, the the father, the holy father of this podcast, he he watches GCW. He fucks with GCW. So I was like, yo, is there a pay-per-view tonight? And he's like, no, it was yesterday. So then I was like, huh? I was confused. So I went to go find out what happened. And then I saw the Effie thing. And when I saw it, I was like... I mean, what bothered me more than the kiss was uh, Moxley's choking him out, and he, this guy's jerking off while he's getting choked out. Like that was more disturbing <laughs> than anything. Yeah, that, yeah, like that why was are people talking bad. about that shit? That's some disturbing shit. But like again, when I saw the kiss thing, I was like, is that is that's the most John Moxley shit ever? Like, it's just, bro. At this point, why are you concerned about what grown men are like doing? Like they're in a ring rubbing up against each other for 40 minutes. And like, it. why do you care? Why do people care about like, I just, I don't know why there was such an uproar where these homophobes came out in droves with their bullshit takes. Like it just, it's where, annoying. Where, where was the same energy when Jade Cargill did that to Ty Conti? Oh, well, you know, well, I know where my energy was when she did well, that. Well, no, but yes, but I, I mean, like, still, like, that, it's kind of in the same one. Like, all right, those those two women, like, they, they did their thing or whatever. Like, it, it was honest. It honestly made the match better for what that was, because that was, like, at the right beginning of it. And then this one, it happened. Um, but, like, I, I didn't see, you know, an uproar, like, why the hell did this happen, all this stuff because of them. Well, but maybe yeah, that's yeah. just because they're women. I, it, but it, it, it's, it should be a two-way street. What it is is, if from my point of view, and then we're going to get out of here on this, but it, it's uh, obviously clear homophobia. It's people who look at John Moxley as this man's man, this I don't give a fuck beer swigging, fuck you, cigarette smoking, I'm coming down the ring in any direction I feel like it kind of guy. So they have this image of the whole alpha male bullshit. Oh, badass John Moxley. Yeah, and it's the, the whole alpha male bullshit and all the bullshit behind alpha male things. Alpha male shit is just more a lot, a lot more insecurities than, than anything. And I think people see that in that. And of course, I don't want to see this in my wrestling. I don't, you know, shut the fuck up. Yeah, that you don't like, shit you is don't, black. 
yeah, one of you, you guys got to teach me how to remove that shit from my algorithm because all I see on my goddamn feed is Sneeko and who's that other the bald guy who's always fucking yelling about women this bald dude with the glasses I forget his goofy ass name I don't know. That's all I see on my feet on, on TikTok. It's like super annoying. Not me. They're just yelling about women. Like I, <laughs> all day long. Like enough with the alpha male shit. I was yeah. saying, not, not me because my algorithm is full of hip hop culture, rap music, big people, and I'll leave it at that. Y'all know where I'm going. And the Wrestle Talks. And we're going to get back to some more Wrestle Talks now. But, Phil, you was a guest now. You are forever ingrained in the wrestling is trash community. Once a trash boy, welcome. always a trash boy. You're always Thank welcome. Thank you, my man. To, you're always welcome to come back at any time. So this is your time to let the people know where they can find you. All right, guys. Uh, thank you. Uh, for having me on once again. The only reason why I'm leaving now is because I got another show I have to do in 30 minutes. But thank you again. I appreciate you guys uh, for even allowing me to be on this platform. You guys are honestly killing it. I mean, look at the look at the way that this setup is going. Like, this looks great. So, um, again, I thank you. We talked a lot about, you know, not only just my journey and everything like that, but just as a way that we uh view pro wrestling and i think the way that pro wrestling really is like for a topic of discussion is bringing people together and i think that's what you guys did uh with me because now i know both of you and it's just another you know way to expand the front group of uh pro wrestling so thank you again i uh, really do appreciate you for having me on tiktok at philemon underscore Twitter at filling my underscore Instagram at filling my underscore and outside the brand on YouTube. That is outside the brand on YouTube. Again, I love you guys. Thank you. And uh, let's continue to do this thing. Let's talk. <laughs> and you can find me besides the Echo. At the Star Five Podcast on TikTok, you can find the Star Five Podcast on anywhere. Just Google us, bitches. Um, fuck Twitter, but we're on there. I don't give it out. Fuck Facebook right now because I'm still on my hiatus. But the Star Five Podcast Facebook group is still there. You can go join if you like. TJ and Jamal or JP will take care of y'all getting in the group. Um, but yeah, Instagram at the starting five underscore podcast. But most importantly for this podcast, Lou. You know me, Lou from the BX, Trash Boy Numero Tres. Uh, you know where to find me. Instagram, the Everything Podcast. From there, you can hit the Pico link, get access to everything like the Twitch page, the Everything Podcast links, the T Public Store where you can get this exclusive merch. The everything club shirts um yeah fuck twitter i think i'm gonna get off twitter I'm, my twitter career is coming to an end very quickly i'm trying to get my friends off of there i have a good friend of mine who uh, also has a wrestling show that she does in top rope squishy she's one of the most positive people on earth and twitter does not deserve her so i'm trying to get her on tiktok and uh other than that man thank you everyone for joining us thank you so much for joining us on this episode another banger if i do say so myself Yes. And, uh, and 
Follow Wrestling in the Trash on the Twitters if you have to. At Wrestling is Wrestling Be Trash on Twitter. Wrestling is Trash on Instagram. And Wrestling is Trash on all your podcast streaming platforms. This episode will be up as soon as I send it to Nick. So for that and all that shit being said, peace, bitches. We'll see y'all next week. Thanks. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on.